Well, hello, 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 it is Lisa Tuccio here and welcome to Hack Your Way Well, where we're creating a life of purpose through wellness and understanding some difficult parts of ourselves so that we can create the life of empowerment, of courage, and of our own unique ability to shine. So today I wanted to talk about HIV AIDS um, and the, the, the topic of stigma and shame. So today we're really gonna focus probably more on shame side than stigma, but I wanted to talk about the little bit of differences there and then we'll dig more into the shame side of living with HIV AIDS. So to full disclosure to you guys, I am HIV positive. I was diagnosed with AIDS back in 1999 but I have really come to a wonderful place in my life. And so I hope through my own experience uh, with this disease that I can shine a light on a few things that I've experienced in relation to helping you navigate your life and creating the space that you can set aside for yourself so that you can live happy, joyous, and free. So the two main topics here is stigma and shame. So stigma to me and what how I understand it is really something that comes from outside of ourselves. It's what the world puts on this disease. What does the world say about how they feel or shape the public knowledge of what AIDS is and who AIDS is? So really stigma can say, hey, look at that guy that's uh, an alcoholic, a uh, homeless guy. He's the face of AIDS. But I'd like to smash that image because it's not really the reality of who the face of AIDS is because the face of AIDS is me. And so the most hardest part for someone to really cope with is shame. So shame is really about how we view ourselves. It's our insides, it's the emotions. And I like to differentiate AIDS from a lot of other illnesses because AIDS has a unique um, shame factor to it more than any other disease that resides out there that is long-term lasting and can result in your death. So people that have other diseases like cancers, uh, MS, um, things like that, that you know, people can share about re readily, uh, they may not be happy about or experience some of the same problems of depression, anxieties and fears and all of those things, those don't change. But what changes is, is how you individually believe it is attached to who you are and how you view yourself as worthy of being living fully and people knowing about your status. So even when somebody has type two diabetes that is associated or can be associated to a poor lifestyle habit, um, there isn't the same type of view of who that person is who has AIDS as somebody that has transmitted something through sex or through drugs or blood to blood contact. And so there is that huge emotional 
component. So what does shame do to a person and how it helps shape their health life, their value of their, their place in the world within their family, their job, and things like that. Because what shame can do um, is can really can, can take somebody into an emotional withdrawal. Um, and so when people pull back, um, they're less apt to seek treatment, they're less apt to get tested, and they're less apt to disclose to people um, their health status. And that can come about with future sex partners, um, of not disclosing your status or not wanting to know. So it really is about how we view ourselves and how we also can relate to uh, new sexual partners. And for me, um, I always opted to be very upfront initially with uh, people so that I can give them the option of not hurting me and, you know, not waiting to invest emotionally in a partner and then having them turn around and say that they can't be with me. That was one of my uh, self-protection skills was being way ahead of the game and disclosing way soon so that I could avoid hurt. And um, that was one way I coped with it. Um, so where we go next is, um, let's start off um, a diagnosis um, compared from yesterday to today. So if you think about somebody that's newly diagnosed today, I think you know where we've come in the overall realm of things of getting to a point to where the stigma has changed so that people um, have a little bit more hope uh, even as far as the drugs and things like that that are offered today that somebody can sit down with you and and give you this diagnosis but also tell you that um, you know you can live a very fulfilled long life even children um, with the medication. So it doesn't come with the same context as it did when I was given um, my diagnosis. Because back in the early 90s, almost 30 years ago for me, um, which I celebrate, um, that back then I was really... Um, in a house on Broad Street that was dilapidated. Doctors were volunteering their time to go work in these centers because people wouldn't go to their primary doctors. They were going to places that were secret and private where you could hide from people so that you didn't or your insurance didn't know that you were being tested and diagnosed. And back then, you were pretty much told, or they didn't have to say it, but you knew, and the undertone and the seriousness of the delivery of this diagnosis meant that you weren't going to uh, live a long and full life. And so that comes with a heavy, heavy, serious weight. And that doesn't mean the people today aren't gonna experience some of those same emotions and feelings that somebody like me did years ago. 
So let's talk about some of those things that, that you may experience. And everybody experiences these things in different forms and in different severity. It really just depends upon you and how we can really um, seek help. And I think one of those things that was good for me as I was coming up through this understanding of myself, um, how I viewed myself, was that I sought help, um, is that I sought connection. Um, and I think that was one of my saving graces is that um, I didn't sit back um, even though there wasn't the drugs there to really help you as much and the drug side effects were that much worse. Um, I just always had a draw to want to be around other people like me. And so if you feel that draw, I think you can really embrace that part of yourself that doesn't want to give in or give up to the shame or the stigma and get connected. So after diagnosis, the weight is pretty heavy. So you may be at risk of some form of depression that could be temporary or long lasting, and it may create a lot of anxiety because there's so much to cope with. And you probably don't have the coping skills yet to deal with the intense sadness and grief that is gonna come with a deep, the hard diagnosis like this. And what I want you to know that it's okay to feel. We try to you know, move away from feelings of, of despair, uh, crying, and fear and depression because we think we're just gonna get lost in it. And I think that there's space for that. And one of the things that I did early on was getting plugged into some sort of therapy where I can help negotiate and navigate some of those feelings as they were real to me, as they may be real to you, whether it's coping with HIV AIDS or other, any other illness that can dictate um, or trigger feelings of depression and anxiety. Also, you may be um, in a lot of fear because there can be a lot of myths and misconceptions that you haven't even grappled with yet. Because I remember one time I was sitting in a group of people and there was a gentleman sitting next to me and he had disclosed pretty readily that he had AIDS um, and that he had pneumocystis and he was struggling with um, uh, his alcoholism and I actually felt myself creep away from him because of fear of me having fear of him and the myths and misconceptions I had about this disease. So self-education, and at that time, I probably was infected, but didn't know it yet. And so that was really about me and my fear of somebody else. So the best way we can deal with that is to really start self-educating ourselves about um, what is the difference between AIDS and HIV. Um, at this point in my life, I don't distinguish between the two for myself, but there is a medical reason that you could be HIV infected and not have AIDS yet, 
which is more of the end stage of a disease process. But when you self-educate yourself about the truths about what it is, what it can do to your body, that you can be more empowered and less um, and less divided about within yourself about what you are, what's happening to you and demystify some of the misconceptions, be more empowered so that the fear factor that you're feeling within yourself can be diminished to a degree. But with this comes a flood of overwhelming. To me, I remember early on that I was overwhelmed with the thoughts of family, siblings, loss, uh, death, um, the, the immortality uh, became so surreal um, because at that time I was really looking at a short uh, window of living, um, the treatment, the drugs were harsh, um, the side effects were immense, and it can just feel daunting. So knowing more about today's world where the treatments are in single pills, single doses, um, the side effects are much more diminished, um, that you can really uh, go to your doctor's office now um, and sit with the doctor and get information and sink yourself in to, to be involved in your care. Be involved of what medications you're taking, understanding it. What does it mean to come, how often you need to come get blood work? Some people can get, can get start treatment and really only see the doctor twice a year. If you're doing, you know, if you begin when you should and start taking your medication on a regular basis, that you can really um, not have to go to the doctor quite as often and that can really begin to make you feel like you are more in control the more you self-educate the more you begin to diminish that overwhelmed feeling taking one thing at a time and educating yourself that control begins to come back um, I did that I remember um, to feel more empowered I got connected with other people who were HIV AIDS positive at that time. And we would go to these um, uh, lectures where we would be able to sit in the audience and listen to what is coming down the pike about what they're doing in the HIV AIDS world. We would go to these places in Philadelphia and, and talk about herbs and boiling these herbs and how we could help ourselves physically um, be stronger in our health so that we could be here when the changes of medication, the change in HIV AIDS was coming and so that we could be more empowered and that gave us a great sense of control. So there's our physical body. We really have to think about how can I improve my overall health? Because, you know, when you're young, you don't always think about your physical health. You kind of feel invincible. And when you are hit with the reality of an illness or something of that sort, um, you kind of can, you know, you begin to have to really look at, 
you know, what can I do more of? Because your immune system is compromised. And maybe we need to focus on some gut health, some immune support, so that we can, even if you have a better body, a better physical body, the more you are able to really cope with um, physical illness. So if you are to get sick, that you just have the stronger support system within your body to act as it is intended. Um, medications, uh, understanding your medications, um, dis- understand resistance to medications, your own resistance to it, and what resistance is if you don't follow um, your regime with your medication. Um, that is one thing that I have been able to really focus on as being um, as adherent as possible, even though I feel like I hate it. Some days I hate taking medication. It just gets to me, but I do it and it has served me well over the years. Exercise, so being physical is one of those things that really helps our boosting our immune system of how we think and feel and how we can handle and cope with depression, fear, and anxiety. We need to put that energy somewhere. And so when we're feeling so overwhelmed, sometimes you need to sleep and sometimes you need to get out and just be physical. So the social aspect of, um, of this disease, uh, you can really, I felt very pulled away from people. After I was diagnosed, um, the people knew that I was exposed to this virus. I was getting phone calls from people because the person who had infected me had passed away. And they knew I had had a relationship with this person. And so to protect myself, I told everybody that I did go get tested, but I tested negative, that I was not infected with the AIDS virus and that everything was good. And that was an initial self-preservation, emotional preservation that I did for myself. Now, I view that today, even looking back, that it was a good thing for me that I Um, didn't tell or just come out with it right away because I would not or could not understand the implications at that time of how stigma would affect me and how those people were going to view me going forward. So it actually that worked in my benefit. But today moving forward, I had to get connected socially with other people who were struggling with the same struggles that I was having. So whether, wherever that is, that we need to be connected with people and that will never change. So you can't control others. So you can't control the the way people will view you or the stigma that they believe is true about people who have HIV AIDS. You can't control that. You can only control your response to it. And that's what I worked on. But we've come a long way. And part of my goal has been 
educating others about what HIV AIDS is, what it looks like, what medications that are out there, and how we can really empower each other to live bold, proud, loud, out of the norm without feeling diminished. And so that's, you know, really important. And that in itself helps bust the stigma that is out there. And it helps my self-esteem to know and believe that I am more than just HIV AIDS, that I am a full person, a working person, a lover, a family member, a friend to others. We are not obligated to disclose our HIV status. The Americans with Disabilities Act protects us and even in the workplace where I did not disclose that to people. Early on I did, which was what I did in, in my nursing career, but, but for the most of my professional life, I kept that to myself because it wasn't an inhibition or inhibit my ability to do the job that I was asked to do and it was none of their business. And you are protected through the Americans with Disabilities Act. So how can you get connected? So there's today, there's meetups.com. You can go on there and look for support groups or groups of people that are HIV positive. Um, and that you can get connected that way. You can go to hiv.gov. Um, I went to Catholic Charities, their social service area early on. Um, the Catholic Charities was a big part of, um, especially the gay and lesbian community of helping us, um, you know, get together, talk to each other, get support, women and children, gay men, straight men, and all of us into the same room so that we could help support each other. That's where I found mentorship with another friend of mine that um, has been positive a lot longer than me that was really modeling me um, the, the best behavior of how to walk through this world and be proud of who we are. Um, you can also ask your doctor for referrals. Uh, call your local state HIV AIDS hotline. Treatment today prevents the spread of AIDS. So when you get treated and are undetectable, that you can no longer transmit the AIDS virus to somebody else. How amazing is that to know today? very powerful. And I hope that this bit of information can help you look to certain areas of your life. This is life changing. This is definitely something that, that when you are newly diagnosed is a journey. And it has taken me a long time to get to where I was to where I am today. But I am grateful for the journey. I am grateful to be able to talk to you. I am super stoked to be able to provide various health and wellness tips 
and ways to navigate your life so that you can create an empowered and controlled life of your own even when we experience the depths of depression stigma and shame that we can bash that and be more than what other people may think of us so for more information about me you can go to lisajtuccio.com get connected there you can reach out to me if you'd like to chat you can go to facebook and look me up there lisa tuccio for my main page or hack your way well uh, business page on facebook there we dig into some deep um, health healthy habits that um, that i use and have created to create the best life moving forward and i thank you very much until we meet again